Hey guys, welcome to Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. My name is Luis. And I'm Scott. Welcome to today's podcast. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Luis. Hey, and this is Scott. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Lately on Keeping It Simple, we've talked about Jesus as the center, at the center, how Jesus is our starting place and the source uh, that everything comes back to Jesus. He is the center of our life. Not just the first thing, the most important thing, but at the center of everything that we do. And then last week, we talked about spirit-led prayer and fasting. Thank you guys for listening. That was a little bit longer of an episode. I hope you guys really dove into that sure. and how prayer is really important, but also so is fasting, and they both come together. Um, because unless God is in it and He builds it, it's, it's not worth building. Our labor is in our vain. Yeah. yeah, and so in order to, to have that good foundation, we need to invest in prayer and fasting. Good starting place. And then so today, out of that spirit of prayer and fasting, we're going to talk about hospitality. We're going from fasting to feasting That's here. That's right. And so, Lise, when when we mention hospitality, what does that mean to you? What comes to your mind? Yeah, yeah. So... The first thing that comes to mind is um, food, right? Uh, a table. Uh, we all love food, man. Coffee. I love food. Um, sometimes a little too much. Friendship. <laughs> uh, we talk about acceptance, like people feeling like welcomed, but not just welcome, but also wanted. Uh, talk about mm-hmm. laughter uh, and talk about just warmth, right? And so when, when I think about that, I think about the type of uh you know, people that we want to become here at the Simple Church Collective and the type of simple churches that we want to, uh, you know, uh, plant and send out and the types of disciples that we want to uh, put all around the greater Seattle area. And, and hospitality is one of those key marks um, that yeah. we would love our people to have and that, that are a part of their DNA. That's what we're looking to foster. Is there anywhere in uh, Scripture that you see the need for hospitality? Like we talk about it, like obviously practically, yeah, yeah, we want to be hospitable people, but like, why is that important to Jesus' followers? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many verses in the Bible, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, uh, that talk about hospitality, uh, and we could just be here, you know, till till Jesus returns, talking about that today. Uh, you know, I want to just hit on maybe a few of those verses, um, but. I mean, Jesus's ministry, right, uh, was full of like these hospitality moments. And even though Jesus, and, and here's the crazy part, even though Jesus didn't have a home, right? Uh, uh, my buddy Shane Claiborne um, used to wear a shirt, used to rock the shirt that said, Jesus was homeless, right? Where, where, where um, mm. it's a reference, you know, foxes have dens, uh, uh you know, but the Son of Man does not have a place to rest his head. But even though he didn't have his own place, right, Jesus was always in these hospitality type moments. In fact, the very first miracle Jesus performs is uh, at a wedding where, uh, you know, at his mom's request, he goes and he turns water into wine and he saves, uh, you know, the groom and, and the family from shame. Yeah, this huge shame potential moment that Jesus comes in and like you ran out of wine but i got you he rescues the day he's like you know in many ways he's like keep partying keep celebrating and that's kind of like his coming out moment um 
you know, there's other places in Scripture, there's this, you know, kind of obscure verse uh, in the book of Hebrews. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have even entertained angels. Angels meaning messengers. Uh, and, and, and it's obscure, it's mysterious, um, but the, the Scriptures tell us to, to, you know, practice the art of hospitality. Paul, in, in, in the book of Romans, chapter 15, uh, verse 7, says, Accept one another like Christ has accepted you in order to bring God praise. So our ultimate home is in Jesus, and Jesus is the one that welcomes us to himself. Yeah. Um, and, and Jesus, uh, his entire life was a life of hospitality. In fact, if you read the, the message version, I, I think it's um, uh, John chapter 1. You know where where uh, Peterson says that Jesus came and uh, you know moved into the neighborhood, practiced hospitality. <laughs> you know he yeah. and 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 put on flesh and, and moved mm-hmm. into the neighborhood, and so all over, all over. All, uh, yeah, the all text. throughout the text is uh, this idea of hospitality, um, and the one that hits me, I think, just as much or maybe even more is you know, Acts chapter two, verses. 42 through 47, but really 45 and 46. Um, and they just talk about people selling possessions and, and proceeds proceeds going to people in need. But then, you know, each day uh, meeting together, yeah, sometimes in the temple or synagogue, but then also breaking bread in their homes, receiving food with glad and generous hearts. This idea that the hospitality, yes, it's 100% in the church, but is also something in our homes and see the main thing here is that jesus wants all of our lives including our homes that's right he wants to use our homes as a tool as a weapon where hospitality can be lived out people can be gathered at the table i read this book not too long ago 2020 was a wild year and so i had to i had to do some soul searching throughout the year and so i read this book by eugene cho uh, Thou shall not be a jerk. A Christian's guide to engaging. And politics. Eugene's from the area yeah, too. Eugene, he used to he be lived, a pastor he's in lived up here in, Yeah, in the Seattle area and everything. And so I read this book uh, out of a need for for me to like sort through the wildness of 2020. But in this book, I can't remember what chapter it is. But Eugene talks about uh, bringing people to the table amidst political differences, maybe faith differences. Uh, age gaps and age differences, ethnic backgrounds, cultural differences, all these things that can divide and and separate people. Uh, Eugene talked about how his church began to bring people together, just creating this environment of bringing people to the table. People would literally sign up to have a meal together uh, to talk about the important things uh, in life. And what it did was it humanized people. It didn't, you know, the, the things that were divisive, the concepts, the ideas, actually became people in your life, people that you understood and knew. And so this idea of bringing people to the table, uh, that's a reason that I love Alpha so much. Mm. We'll talk more about Alpha eventually, but it's this idea of you bring people to the table to have conversation, and that is where the the needle moves. That is where faith can begin and, and, and relationships begin. And so this idea of our homes being a weapon for Jesus, being this place that that Jesus wants to use hospitality in, I think that comes at the place of the table, at, at, at a meal. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, what you just said, Scott, reminded me of, um, I heard somewhere that, you know, if we're able, right, um, 
let's instead of building taller fences, let's br- build longer tables, right? And mm. and I think when you're able to um, have a conversation with a neighbor, or you're able to have a conversation with um, someone that's different than you, looks different than you, even you know has different preferences than you. Uh, then they're they're not a talking point anymore, right? It like you said, it humanizes the person, and and you're able to connect with the person in a deeper way. After you break bread with someone, you know you kind of get to know them a little bit better, uh, you know, and you kind of get to see their facial expressions and stuff like that. And so all over scripture we see that, uh, and so you know that's one of our slogans here. You know, longer tables, not taller fences, uh, and and. I personally have seen that in 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 different ways. Um, so I don't know about you, but but that's definitely been you know a hallmark of our ministry. Melissa and I uh, live our lives with our doors are open, um, and that's been since the very beginning. When back when we were in Philly, and then when we were on uh, Whidbey, and and now uh, obviously right now it's a little bit challenging, right, with COVID and everything. Um, but but hospitality. Um, I think is here to stay. In fact, people are longing for that more and more. So, so we see Jesus um, practice it several, several, several different ways. Um, we see it, him eating with sinners in in, in Mark two. Jesus gets um, you kind of reprimanded by the religious leaders. They're like, "Why?" You know, he's like out there at the beginning of his ministry, choosing his disciples. He's uh, choosing Levi, and 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 he goes and. I love Jesus used to do this thing where he like invited himself over to people's homes. He did that with hey, Zacchaeus. Hey, what are you doing later? I'm coming over. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, uh, come down from that tree. I'm coming over to your house. It's, I, I heard a sermon one time like the, the guy was challenging us. Hey, we should invite ourselves over to people's houses more often. I don't know how that works in the Northwest. You know, it's, I've seen those memes you know, on TikTok like, hey, I'm a high introvert. When people come over unannounced, they're like all under the table. You know, and so, but, but Jesus was like, hey man, you know, he knew where people needed to be met at and often that was in their homes. And so Jesus gets yelled at for eating with sinners and tax collectors. And, and I've always wondered, you know, like, who are we getting yelled at for eating with, you know, uh, who are people questioning our character because we're hanging out with, you know, people that sin a little too much. And so that's, that's something to consider. Any any other place that you see Jesus's ministry kind of just uh, you know, you know, and hospitality yeah. kind of going in and in. I, I, I mean that idea right there that you said, um, where Jesus is reprimanded for eating with, you know, the less desirable people yeah. of society. That's what the religious leaders would would classify him as. The Pharisees would would get upset with Jesus for. It's those people that are social outcasts that. You know, the preferences are counter to most of society. Um, and Jesus' heart is still for those people. You know, I, I love, uh, I believe it's Matthew 9, where I think he's eating with Matthew. And, uh, you know, he came to say, you know, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. And that he's that doctor. Because, and how he does that is he, he gets to know you at a meal and he comes to actually be invested in your life. And, mm-hmm. like, he wants that relationship with you. And, I mean, more times than not, that that starts with a meal. It starts with yeah. that very personal uh, yeah. food interaction. Yeah. You know, we we see. You know, there's a couple of different accounts where Jesus feeds thousands of people. 
you know, the most probably the most famous and popular. He feeds over 5,000 people with five loaves uh, of bread and two fishes in Matthew 14. You, there's this crowd that gathers, and they, they can't, there's no way for them to get fed. They're in this, you know, desolate place, and you're just like, all right, well, what do we have? Cool, I'm going to bless it, pray for it, which there's a ministry of blessing, which we could totally talk about another time, yeah. and, and then people get fed. And yeah. there's this way that people gather in community around food. And this whole idea of hospitality really starts with food and, and gathering of people. And this is like the bedrock of Jesus's ministry and should be the bedrock of our ministry, really. In the Simple Church Collective, you know, I'm hopeful that as we, we, we plant simple churches and as they grow and, and reproduce, that this is a, a foundation yeah. uh, of, of relationship with people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we have a choice, right, with our homes, you know, whether our homes become these kind of castles, um, you know, where we feel like, hey, you know, once I go in my home, then you kind of, you know, I think as humans, I think humans like to kind of categorize. Absolutely. For sure. Like you want your home to be a safe place you can retreat to. Absolutely. But it's also a place that you can gather people to. And you can be on mission, right? And I think that that's the point that we're trying to drive home today is like, not that your home can't be a place of rest and a place where you even... It definitely should be in our culture and society. Have boundaries, right? Like, I'm not saying that don't have boundaries throughout, you know, all the boundaries and have every single, you know, someone over every single night. But what I'm saying is like, don't make your home an idol, right? Where you say, hey, everything... um, uh, is game except my home, you know, and I. It, it shouldn't be like a castle where you pull up the drawbridge and no one can. Come yeah, over. exactly, exactly. But it should be a place. I, you know, I think biblically where conversations are happening, where people are being known, people are being found, and people are able to ask questions and you know your neighbors feel safe like some people may never go to a church building some people may never go to a church service but you know they're not as intimidated to enter into your home and so i think that that's like the uniqueness of using our homes uh as you know a a way to reach others and a way to join jesus on his mission and so yeah you know that's that's pretty neat i think um you know, I think I think it goes back all it all goes back to the heart of Jesus, right? Jesus tells a couple of stories too. One time he tells a story about how he's um uh he's teaching he's going back to like the un- undesirables, right? He's teaching the disciples, he's saying, "Hey, when you guys throw a party, don't throw a party for people that can pay you back. Don't throw a party mm-hmm. for people that can kind of return the favor." He's like, "Throw a party for people that can't do that he says you know he tells a story about this guy he threw a banquet and then he started um he got the invitations out and everybody was busy nobody was able to come to the banquet and and finally the guys and almost a little bit frustrated he goes go to the highways go to the byways go to invite people the undesirables the people on the margins and those people say yes right and so um who you know the question is like who can we have at our homes right um who can we welcome and who and maybe, and maybe the question is, you know, in a time like this in COVID or even, you know, at a time that's not like this, like, how can you practice hospitality? You know, maybe you're not comfortable having someone at your home yet. Um, you know, can you have coffee with someone? Can you meet someone at a hospital at, at, at uh, you know, wherever? Restaurants. At a I mean, restaurant, at least for us that up here thing. in the Northwest, like our restaurants are beginning to to reopen to open, and, yeah. and you can meet people inside yeah there's a limited capacity and such yeah. and, you know uh, the reality is covid will not last forever yeah. it will end and so this practice of hospitality should 
outlast COVID, should be practiced outside of COVID. Yeah. Um, but also in the midst of COVID and just, you know, the weirdness that we're living in is that, you know, we can meet people for coffee. Like you said, we can, you know, go uh, eat outside somewhere with yeah. people. We can, you know, it's starting to get to spring, like go outside and eat with people, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, we can meet in all kinds of different ways with people. And even if we're not comfortable in our home with people just yet because of, you know, health reasons. Um, but our, the idea of hospitality, you know, our home is one place, absolutely. But then we can practice that outside of our home as well. And, and we should. And, and I think in the day and age of COVID, you know, that's how we should approach hospitality right now. Yeah, I think we just need to be creative, right? And that's the entire thing about pivoting in this time of COVID. Like, be creative and be creative in the ways that you practice hospitality. Yeah, the mission doesn't stop because exactly. Yeah, and it it has slowed down, though, right? If we're honest, it has slowed down a little bit. The opportunities are less. Um, But how can you maximize, um, you know, what you have? And what you're able to, you know, for you know, no pun intended, bring to the table, right? Um, uh, for the sake of the kingdom, right? Um, mm. Back in the spring, right at the beginning of all this, um, this is just one creative way that we were like, you know, we want to share, um, uh, you know, some time with our neighbors and kind of just be on mission. And we, I think it was maybe March, maybe April, where where we decided among our neighbors, right, and and. This one guy had a had a, an idea, and I kind of just stoked it, you know. He said, man, it should bring out our fire. You know, he had a chimney, kind of like an outdoor fireplace, okay. uh, and we should bring that out. And then, and then I was like, man, what if we all just brought our grills? And everybody brought their grills out it's to like the front of their party, yeah. yeah. It was like kind of like a block party at the at the front of their garages, um, and and then everybody grilled their own food. They kept their COVID distance. The kids, uh, we had like. Uh, uh, Floor, like chalk chalk like for the sidewalk and um, by the end of the, the night we had drawn like family units <laughs> squares where we were six feet apart from each other still somewhat around the chimney sharing life getting to know one another and this was a neighborhood that I moved into that everybody was like well once the garage door goes up uh, you don't see the neighbor until the next morning you don't you know, until the garage door goes up again um, and people don't really talk to each other. And so at the beginning of COVID, we started that relationship. We did that a couple more times and we've actually grown to, you know, um, love our neighbors. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've done other things and, uh, you know, more and more people are getting vaccinated. And so there's more and more freedom and uh, a little bit to move around. In fact, here's another testimony. Last week, we helped our, one of those neighbors purchased their own house not far from us, uh, which we're kind of grieving. They're moving. Um, but we helped them paint. We helped them paint their home. And so, you know, and they've, you know, started kind of asking spiritual questions, started um, attending our first uh, Sunday gatherings. Yeah. You know, every first Sunday we gather to kind of celebrate, to share, to worship together and to, and to hear uh, a word uh, from the Bible, um, and 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 they're joining us for the journey. We're just being good neighbors, being showing, good neighbors, showing hospitality. Yeah, yeah, I love that uh, block party mentality of, especially in just our reality of COVID, and just uh, you know how we can operate and show hospitality. We're gonna be wrapping up here, guys. Thank you for listening, um, Luis. Was there any last closing thoughts that you wanted to share with the audience? 
Yeah, I think sometimes we got we think that we have to like be do something huge, right? Uh, in order to in order for it to matter, right? Um, I think it was Mother Teresa who said, um, "We can do no great things, only small things with great love." And say that again, uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, once said, we can do no great things, only small things with great love. And I think what, you know, what we said last time, we said like, Jesus has long been at work um, in this area. Jesus has long been at work in your area. Jesus has long been at work uh, in, in, in the hearts of people um, around you. And our question is, how can we join him, right? And so using our homes is important. There's, there's um, these two guys who wrote this book. It's uh, called The Simplest Way to Change the World. We're going to add the link here. Um, uh, you can click uh, right below where there's an area for you guys to, to read a little bit more about this. And um, it's, a, it's an amazing book. Um, and this is just a small excerpt. Um, the guys say... Uh, if we are ever going to join all of our lives to God's mission to change the world, we need to reclaim all of our ordinary places as a part of the gospel mission. We will have to reject the notion that something has to be big or unusual in order to be significant. We will have to view the ordinariness of our lives as significant, which means that our meals matter, our hobbies matter, our work matters. In our home, our home matters. So mm. at the end of the day, right, Jesus is our ultimate home. He's the one that's calling us to himself. Um, and, and what we see throughout Scripture is Jesus using the practice of hospitality and Jesus followers using the practice of hospitality to call people to Jesus and to point people to Jesus as well. So here at the Simple Church Collective, um, we believe that... Uh, God is calling us to use that lost art of hospitality uh, in our tool belt as a weapon for the gospel. Uh, Jesus says in, 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 in Luke uh, 14, we referenced this one earlier, that great banquet, right? Inviting people. He says that he wants a full house, right? He says that go out to the roads and to the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. So because Jesus wants a full house, we want to open up our homes so that we can help him fill it. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, that's a great message, Luis. We want to fill our house with people, gather around the table, yeah. share life with each other, and then see what Jesus does yeah. with those relationships. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening.